My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast, week two NFL edition. I'm Dominic Toledo alongside Joe Valera. Producer Corey, Terry Takes, the gang is all here. We're going to go over basically every game, talk about the lay of the land in the NFL, um, give you some picks and, and talk about the lines, talk about the spreads. And I, I've been listening to a lot of podcast guys, and what I don't want to do is talk about how much we won or lost last week. Um, you know, and, and like literally every podcast, I skip ahead like, the six minutes in, it's just like, okay, give me the picks. Like I'm listening for you to see what you think about these games coming up. So I, I want to just talk broad scale first about the NFL. I, I actually have a fun little game to play with you. Um, we usually play the DVOA game early on um, in the season. And I don't know if we've ever done it this early, but I want to, have you guys looked at DVOA yet? No. Yes. No disclosure. All right. Then Joe, well, who do you think the top team in DVOA is right now? Um, the Rams. They're number two. I'll give you a hint. The first team in DVOA beat the last team in DVOA, and it was the most lopsided game of the whole entire week one slate. Oh. I forget. I forget who won by the most. It was. And this is the game that – the only game that truly surprised me. Every other game in my – calculation of what was going to happen in the week like i i could see and envision there were some things i was i was more surprised at at others but still could see like the atlanta falcons coming out and laying an egg um with two rookie head coaches there uh but the only thing that truly surprised me was the saints just leading a fucking beat down on the packers yeah and that's the number one team in dvoa after week one is new orleans saints uh number 32 Last place for those counting at home, the Green Bay Packers. So that was the only true surprise for me in in week one. Um, go around the table real quick. What other things surprised you before we play this little DVOA uh, uh, history game? I feel like I was fucking charading the shit out of the Saints by playing a jazz band, and then I was a band leader. I was trying to give Joe a hint, and he wasn't even fucking paying attention. I wasn't getting it at all. But that's not surprising because he doesn't pay attention. <laughs> no. Um, the thing that surprised me the most was probably how bad the Atlanta Falcons were. They just looked, they were just bad. <laughs> First time head coach. Should have known. Should have known that would happen. Well, there are three um, coaches that were first-time head coaches that won. That's true. They're playing each other. That's, but, yeah, I mean, they are playing each other. So one of them's going to win. Yeah, so I thought, you know, maybe maybe they would be okay. Offensive line was terrible. Matt Ryan did not look good. He had um, the third worst uh, uh, intended air yards. Um, only Andy Dolan and Jalen Hurts, the guy he lost to had lower intended air yards. So uh, wasn't even pushing the ball down the field with Calvin Ridley and uh, Kyle Pitts. That mostly had to do with the shitty offensive line. Um, but you would think someone losing 
for the entirety of the game might want to throw it downfield a little bit, but no, alas, the, your wizard has, you know, lost. He's Gandalf. The gray has not become Gandalf the white yet. He's getting his sorting hat on. He's, he's got just got into Hogwarts. He's ready to put the sorting right, hat on. Time out. You guys have to pick a reference here. We can't do both. <laughs> I, point I point of order on, on the production side of things. Pick a side. I've slept through more Lord of the Rings movie, more minutes of the Lord of the Rings, and I've actively watched Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to go uh, with the Harry Potter wizard references. That's my vote. I'm going to go Lord of the Rings. So I've, I've, I've never. <laughs> Corey, watched Corey you're out. You're out. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. We're, we're, we're taking both references. You're going to confuse here. everyone who's watched both well, movies. It's, perfect. It's, it's a bit now. It's a bit. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, look, the Falcons aren't going to, you know, get the ring to Mordor this year. Yeah, it's it's year one, Arthur Smith. You know, he he's he's about to put the sorting hat on, figure out which house he's gonna go to. You know, Slytherin might have more of the aired out passing analytic style driven football, or maybe he'll just get into Hufflepuff and think that he can run with any running back that's not named Derrick Henry and, and can control the game. So we'll see what yeah, happens. He just he he hasn't left the Shire yet. <laughs> All right, Joe, anything that surprised you? No, I crushed it. That's not we talk. We're not doing that. We're not. No, I. Um, you fit in with all the other professional sports gambling writers, and you just talk about how much you won the week before. Just a giant bag pump. Listen, that's why nothing surprised me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> all right, so I got a no, question. I was, I was actually are we, inter- a little inter- surprised. are we interrupting something? You you seem you you seem like you want to be elsewhere. I was a little surprised about how good um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow looked uh, after basically like a year of not playing games together. So I was, I was surprised about that. Um, but I, I think that we're going to be fading the Bengals this week. So uh, not to tease it too much. Well, you teased it. Um, they're so. playing they're, I mean, they played a shitty team, so didn't really surprise me. Yeah. Um, all right. So my, my brother had asked me cause, cause I sing DVOA's praises um, the, you know, as, as a tool for a better to really get a sense of which teams are good and which teams are bad, um, other than win loss records and other statistics that are out there. Um, and he asked me, do you look at DVOA right now? And I said, no, I don't really use it. Um, you know, with week one, uh, I probably start really starting to use it in week four, maybe a little earlier just to see if I'm like missing something. If a team's, you know, three and zero and they haven't looked good. And then I see them in the middle of the DVOA standings. It's like, okay, yeah, like they're really not that good. Um, but otherwise it's, it's week one DVOA is a fickle, a fickle business. So the top five, and this is, I actually looked after I talked with him and I wanted to share this on the podcast, the week one DVOA top five teams are, as we said before, the Saints at number one, the Rams at number two, the Eagles at number three, the Cardinals at number four, and the 49ers number five. So I went back to 2012. Every year since, um, every year going back to 2012, there has been at least one team in the DVOA top five after week one that then finished in the bottom third 
of the DVOA standings. 2020 Jaguars, remember they won 1-0 and then they went 1-15 the rest of the way. They started at number three, finished at number 31. 2019 Raiders, number five, finished number 25. 2018 Jets, number one in DVOA, 26 at the end of the year. Bills, three to 22 in 2017. 2016, we had two teams. The 49ers went one to 29. Lions, five to 26. 2015 Titans, number one to 31, um, which is, I think, the biggest fall that any teams had. The 2015 Titans, I don't really even know. Was that Mariota's year? I think that was Mariota's first year. Um, And then 2014 Vikings, Two to 25, the 2014 Titans. So again, another two teamer there, four to 31 again. And 2013, the Dolphins, three to 22, Titans, number four to 21. So the Titans for three straight years started in the top five and then finished um, in the bottom third of the league. But we've had three years where there's been two teams that went top five to pretty much bottom 10, um, if not bottom five. But every single year, 2012 was the first year that I could find a top five team that didn't go in the bottom third of the league, but then the Jets were number six and they finished 27. So at least I, I, my point to you is one of these teams is fake. One of these teams, I want you to make a stand right here and tell me why one of these teams out of the Saints, Rams, Eagles, Cardinals, and 49ers are going to finish in the bottom third of DVOA and end up likely not making the playoffs because it's rare that a team does um, at that position. So out of those five teams, Terry, give me your most likely candidate to go from top five to bottom 10 in DVOA at the end of the season. Uh, I mean, I wish we would have coordinated because I basically did same research. So that was a waste of time. Uh, I wanted I wanted it to be kind of fresh, but yeah, I guess you're there too. Did you do it the other way? Because I didn't do it the other way. Because the Packers at 32, I was interested to see what no. teams. Um, I, I went to 2020 right before we started this podcast, and the Cleveland Browns were 32nd dead last, just like the Packers were this year. Um, and they ended up, I think, 20th, but they ended up going to the AFC Divisional Championship game. So all was not lost. And then the Dolphins, I think, were 29th or 30th, and they ended up being in the top 10 in DVOA. Uh, yeah, I didn't do it that way. Uh, um, we should I have mean, definitely coordinated that. Yeah, no, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the easy pick would most likely be the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Falcons probably aren't that good. Um, they're playing a weak division. Uh, I don't, I don't, and their strength of schedule is, is kind of tough. So I, I could see them falling off. You know, who knows if the Jalen hurts thing is sustainable. Like I said, he had uh three point or 3.7 intended air yards. So he barely threw the ball past the line of scrimmage. Um, average yards to the line of scrimmage uh, minus six and a half, which is uh, was the lowest by almost a yard behind Kirk Cousins. So not pushing the ball down the field. Um, it's kind of it would seem that their team is like uh, Lamar Jackson Ravens, where they need to have the lead. if they have the lead, they're in the perfect situation. If they fall behind, um, it's going to be tough for them to come back. So mm-hmm. as long as the game script goes their way, you know, they'll, they'll stay in games. But if, if it gets out of hand, I don't, I don't see them coming back too many times. So I, I think the easy one's the Eagles. I think if you want to get frisky, you could possibly go with the New Orleans Saints, depending on 
you know, was this Jameis from this week who took care of the football and aberration, or is that the new Jameis? Did the LASIK change his eyesight and his risk and, and change his eyesight? <laughs> his and risk also risk averse. <laughs> um, so that that's not that's something something to keep an eye on. Um, it's and then I mean you have the three NFC West teams, which you know an injury or two could send them you know plummeting. But I think they have pretty solid teams where I, I don't anticipate any any three of them barring injury or you know the world ending that they they drop down that far. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk briefly, and we'll, we're, I don't want to spend too much time at the top because we're going to go through the games and we can talk about the teams there. But the Arizona Cardinals um, are the one of two teams that are in the top five in both DVOA and the PFF overall grades for teams. Uh, the Rams are number one on PFF, number two in DVOA. Cardinals, as we said, number four in DVOA, but they're number two in PFF. Um, and the Cardinals, I think, I, you know – I think people are going to kind of regret overlooking them. Um, you know, it, it's week one. Don't want to overreact, but when Kyler Murray's healthy, it's going to be hard for this team not to put up, you know, close to 25 points a game. Um, and then the defense is, is much improved. So, you know, they got a lot of wily veterans on that team and it's up to, uh, uh, Kingsbury Kingsbury to, uh, not fuck it up. But I think that the Cardinals, um, you know, depending on what happens down the stretch with this, with, you know, the 49ers, Seahawks and Rams uh, could be, you know, overlooked just because of how top heavy those teams were on paper in the division, but you know, they look pretty good um, week one. So let's go into it. Thursday night football start from the top, Joe, since you were called out by Terry for feeling aloof, um, awry, whatever other adjective you want to put on it. How about I name the game and you give me the spread and the over-under? All right, hit me up. So me Thursday, Thursday night football, we have the New York football giants visiting the Washington Redskins. That game is to, oh, wow, wow, Washington football team. Sorry, sorry. Hand wow. up. Hand Ooh, up. Wow. Hand up. Arrest um, that man. Hope I don't get cancel culture. Cancel you know, him. That's akin to saying that my cousin in Trinidad's uh, ball swelled up because he took the COVID vaccine. You're uh, okay. You can, you, can, you can rehabilitate your image on Laura Ingram's show next week. <laughs> but you can't rehabilitate your balls. Fair. Little, uh, little meme museum there. All right. But uh, Washington football team hosting New York Giants Thursday Night Football. Give us the spread and the overrun. This is tonight's game. We Born are looking burner. at giants plus three it's a little you're getting some plus money on that so it's it's going to three and a half and the total has been driven down from 43 to 40 and a half okay um joe you're a giants fan why don't you start here give us the case after they they laid a complete egg against the denver broncos in week one what's the case for them um coming out and, and surprising some people here. And I, hate too. I just hate, I hate them so much. Like they just hurt me at like nonstop. I guess the case for the giants is that I don't, I, I really can't give you one. It's kind of tough because Daniel Jones just continues to not really improve. The offensive line is a joke and I'm very concerned as a giants fan uh, with this Washington defense, um, you know, 
I'm afraid that Daniel Jones is going to keep is going to continue to make mistakes. I guess the case for the Giants is that Barkley is healthier. He uh, he helps to buck the trend of running backs don't matter, and you know he's feeling a little bit more spry. Um, that's probably the best case scenario. And like on the flip side, on the defense, that uh, Heineke can't really get anything going for this Washington team, but he looked okay. Um, this Sunday. Um, and I, I think his legs are, his legs are going to be uh, a little bit of a threat. Um, and his rushing total, something I'm looking at. Um, I, I lean the the giants here and it's specifically like, like I throw out, especially early on in the season, like all real angles, like analytics, uh, X's and O's or otherwise, uh, when it comes to divisional games, mostly, but especially when it comes to the NFC East, these teams just beat up on each other all the time. And it's, it's, I think it's the NFC East and the AFC South that has had the most parity um, in interdivision games uh, the last couple of years. And the giants have won five straight uh, against Washington. You know, three of those games were with Jay Gruden. Um, two of them were with uh, Pat Shermer. I think maybe three of them actually were too with Pat Shermer. Um, but, you know, the Giants and, and even with Washington making the, the playoffs winning the division last year, the Giants won two games against uh, Washington and they seem to, they seem to have Washington's number a little bit. So I think that my angle, if you're looking for one on X's and O's other than just, you know, take the three and a half points uh, with divisional teams that um, didn't look good in week one. I mean, Washington looked better, but Heineke, even though he was kind of thrust into a similar situation last year, and, and overperformed, it's hard to, to not take any weak, you know, reps with the, with the first team in, in the preseason and then come out and, uh, you know, have everything moving, especially on uh, Thursday night, short week. So I, I, I'm leading the giants. I'm, I'm trying to maybe be convinced by Terry that there's a better angle to make me more confident than that. But if I had to pick here, I'm just taking the point, especially with an over under 40, like there's not, projected to be that much scoring in this game and you know i could see that but so so points are going to be at a premium here and i'm leaning the giants what about you terry uh i i also am leading the giants i think in a short week divisional game i will take the the hook the captain hook at three and a half um i think like you saw with the chiefs um, Chargers game last year when the trainer violently stabbed Tyrod Taylor's lung with a needle and got him out of the game. You know, the Chiefs had prepared for Tyrod Taylor to be the quarterback and then Justin Herbert comes in um, and we had picked him in the super contest and we were like, oh, fuck, this sucks. Um, but he ended up covering um, just because, you know, it's it's less time to think. He, he the defense isn't ready for you. The, you know, there's no time for the quarterback to be nervous or overthink anything. You're just, you know, thrust into the game and got to perform. So I think that's part of it with Taylor Heineke defense. Wasn't really prepared for him. He's a little more mobile than uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, and I, I think with, you know, the, a defense being able to prepare for him um, in a little more time, like you said, no reps with the first team. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, especially on a short week um, for teams in a crappy division with a low, low total. Uh, I'll always take the points in that situation. 
Um, I did, Joe did run, run a, a system for us. I forget what it was, right? But it was overs, overs on Thursday night football weeks one through six. What was the percentage, Joe? Uh, I have to check back in our messages. It was almost like 60. It was, it was definitely over 60%. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was, it was very profitable to bet the over. I don't recall specifically what the number was. I got it. No, I don't. Wait. Um, It's 34, 35, and one. Yeah, 12.2% ROI. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a short, it's, I mean, a short total in terms of 40 and a half. Um, I think there's going to be turnovers to two quarterbacks, you know, young quarterback in Heineke and a reckless quarterback and Daniel Jones uh, who just fumbles the ball if someone breathes on it. Um, so I think there could be some defensive scores. Uh, I wouldn't wall the sharps will say to take the under, I, I might, I might dabble in with the public. And, and take the over at 40, 40 and a half and hope for chaos. <laughs> yeah. What about a, uh, a tease giants getting up to 10 and uh, the over getting to 33. That could be a, that could be a play too. All right. Nine, 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 one o'clock games here. Um, we'll start the way the PFF has it outlined. Cause that's just what I'm looking at. Um, let's go with the Raiders at the Steelers, the Raiders, Monday night, high, just emotional win. They get around throwing a pick at, you know, after being on the half yard line and, and getting a false start to knock the game away. Um, in overtime, they get around John Gruden basically icing his own kicker with a delay of game penalty, um, potentially. <laughs> and just, just there's plenty of opportunities for, for John Gruden and the Raiders to look like uh, they were just idiots in that game, but they did it. They won first game with fans in, in Las Vegas um, and they, and they pulled out against a team that was many are projecting to be a playoff team against the Steelers who also big win on the road against the Buffalo bills. Um, they show up. So Joe, what's the line in the over under here? Uh, the line is five and a half and the total is 49. It opened at 49, but it's been pushed down to 40, 47. The five and a half has been the same since the open. All right. I'll start with this game. Um, and then Terry, you can start with the next one, the Raiders. And I, I initially, I, I liked the Raiders in this matchup, but I just don't want to bet them on a short week traveling across country and playing after an emotional win. Like it just screams let down to me. I think that, you know, their pass rush looked very good. Like that was, I think the most impressive thing about the, the, the Raiders win. I think offensively, we always knew that they were going to be good. Uh, it was just a question of the defense, but it looks like they do have a pass rush. Max Crosby looks like, like a bona fide stud, um, which is a huge development for, their playoff odds. And, you know, I've been buying the Raiders early um, and, and often, but in this particular spot, because of that situation, if they came out and they handled business against the Ravens and won pretty comfortably, I would be more comfortable betting them in this spot. It's just that there's, you know, it, it just screams let down game to me. I don't, I think the numbers are a little high. 
you know, five and a half is a lot of points, especially for a Steelers team that was many were projected to not come out. And I think the Bills just may have laid an egg week one. I don't want to read too much into the Steelers, um, even though it was an impressive win. So I'm going to stay away from this game. So I, I you know, you got to know when to when to not bet. I'm going to stay away here. Uh, Terry and Joe, if you have an angle here, um, please, please feel free to chime in and, and give the listeners a pick if they want to bet this game. Um, I, I think I would wait. I would see if this goes to six, it looks like it might. Um, and at that point, I think I might sprinkle the Raiders. Uh, but I, I, I get what you're saying about the, you know, about it being a letdown game. I, this isn't something, this is not a game that popped out to me right away when I was looking at the spreads, uh, for this week. Um, so I saw an article by PJ Walsh that talked about the quirky scheduling. Mm-hmm. Did you say this? I zoned no. out. I was, I was reading something else. No, um, I didn't say that. So Monday, since 2005, or 2005, this event has only occurred 18 times when a team on the West Coast playing on Monday night has to travel to the East Coast, play an early game. Or not just an early game, just travel to the East Coast to play on Sunday. Um, and teams, these West Coast teams in that spot are 5-12-1 with a 29.4 cover rate. Obviously not a large sample size. It's not something that happens that often in the NFL, the schedule makers aren't that cruel. Um, but it's something to think about. I bet the Raiders before the Monday night game um, at six and a half, because I was afraid that line would come down. Um, I probably wouldn't bet it now. And I would imagine that more people are probably going to bet the Raiders um, to get it down to five, maybe four and a half. It's when I, it's still probably a stay away. I would maybe think about the Steelers, um, but their offense, Big Ben has done nothing to alleviate the worries that I, we had from last year. Um, fifth lowest intended air yards at 5.7 per, per attempt. Um, cannot throw the ball down the field, even with the weapons that he has uh, to do so. Um, and with that, you know, teams can, can load up the box and, the, the Raiders front seven can can have their way and stopping Najee Harris. So I don't. I wish the Raiders lost. <laughs> well, they didn't. So now they're in the background. All right, next one o'clock game. This is all you, Terry, to start. Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. Joe, give us the spread and the over under. The spread is three and a half, minus three and a half Bills, and the total is I unchecked it. The total is 47 and a half, 48 on a couple books and 47 on a couple books. So this is before you start, Terry. Okay. There are four games this week that have road favorites in this three to four point range. I don't know how many I'm saying comfortably win. I think maybe two. And two will lose, I think, outright. So it's it's a question of which home dog you're buying. Um, and that's the Dolphins, Panthers, Colts, Eagles. Um, give me the reason why the Miami Dolphins are one of those teams that is going to win, cover, uh, cover and, and win outright. And if you don't think so, give me the reasons why you don't think that. 
Um, so I initially bet this Bills minus two and a half. Um, but now at three and a half, I do I do lean the Dolphins to to cover. Um, the, on the on the front end, the Dolphins are one and eight against the Bills in their last eight times that they've played. <laughs> Um, so do I think they'll win? I do not think, I, I don't think they'll win. I think something fluky might have to happen. Um, but I think it, it should be a touchdown type type game dolphins, uh, tough red zone defense. Um, and to, I think Tua should be able to, to exploit parts of the, um, Buffalo Bills defense, um, and you get Will Fuller back to to stretch that defense even more. Um, I think they'll have to probably get the run game established a little better. They only had like seventy one yards on twenty something attempts. Um, you might be getting the Dolphins should get Austin Jackson back to play left tackle. They can bump Leon Eichenberg back inside on uh, to strengthen their line a little more. Um, you know they're they're coming off a game that, you know, winning in Foxborough is always hard. Um, and I think we're all seeing the regression that we thought we might see with, with the Buffalo Bills on offense, but specifically Josh Allen. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a close divisional game. It's, it's always good to get these teams, you know, in, in Miami in September when it's hot as balls. Um, so I, Initially, it was the Bills when it's under three, but you know, over three, I think you have to take the home dog uh, in a, in a divisional game, um, and you know, two two good head coaches. If this was in Buffalo, I, I would expect the Bills blowout. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too impressed with Tua to be honest with you. I wasn't really impressed with the Dolphins or the Patriots offenses, um, but that could be a product of their defenses being good and both Flores and and Belichick are defensive minded head coaches. Um, I, I would be terrified to bet the dolphins in the spot. Um, <laughs> just, just putting it out there. I, you know, I think the bills just ran into a Steelers defense that looks like it's a top five defense in the league again this year. Um, and Tomlin is great in that spot that he was last week with, you know, as, as a dog of a, of a lot of points doesn't happen often, but when it does, it seems like the, that he gets a, a lot of motivation and, and bolts and board material out of that. And he had the whole fucking year to basically say that, you know, no one believes in us. Um, you know, we won whatever 12, 13 games last year and we're six point, you know, they respect us to lose by a touchdown. So um, I think that's, you know, a, a, a game that you can kind of just toss for the bills just week one. And it wouldn't, surprise me if the bills win this game pretty comfortably by a touchdown. Um, especially like I said, because I was not uh, impressed with the dolphins offense. So I would lean the bills, but I don't want to bet this game. I will say the dolphins offense hummed on the first drive of the first half and the first drive of the second half. And when you have a first time play caller, you're able to script those plays in the beginning of the game and beginning of the second half. So I think part of the issue is the play caller getting his feet wet and, and adjusting to the flow of the game. So you saw the Dolphins offense was, you know, moved the ball pretty easily down the field in the first and first drive of each half. 
So I'm, I'm looking for him to make an adjustment the second week. Obviously, one game isn't a ton of experience, but it's something to learn from. And you're going against an easier defense. So that is my counterpoint. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's go to the other. Got one more divisional um, game. So there, there's out of those four games I was talking about with the three and a half point spreads uh, with the home dogs. Um, this is the second one out of those four that's interdivision. And I'm talking Saints against the Panthers. Joe, it is still three and a half, is it? Uh, I'm checking right now. It is still three and a half. Uh, it's a, there's a three on bet MGM actually. And the total is down to 44 and a half on most books. Um, might be surprising here, uh, but another game I don't really want to bet because <laughs> I don't really have a strong opinion on the Saints either way. Um, I do think that the Panthers, and I can't figure out the Panthers because that Jets game was was wonky. Um, they didn't really impress me there, and and the Saints, I don't know really what to make of them yet. So, um, if you have an opinion, I'm sure you can can make a case for either side. Joe, where are you at with this game? Um, if I had to take a side, I'm probably going to take that three, that minus three, um, for the saints. I think I like, I like what I saw at, a um, Winston, the saints defense is still pretty good, uh, as evidenced by limiting the Packers in the way that they did granted, who knows if that's like a chemistry issue or not. Um, I'm not sold on the Panthers at all. So like, I get that we talked about how we're fading the saints a little bit this year, but. I'm not going to be fading them against the Panthers um, and not at minus three. Terry. Um, I, I lean the, the, the Panthers just, you know, little, little regression, little overreaction from week one um, at four, three and a half is tough. Um, is, it, is it the overreaction though? Cause let's say the saints, lost by what was the spread it was four let's say the saints lost by a field goal against yeah. the packers like i think this line is still the same i think it's a little closer to to the panthers because i think the line is this high because of Jameis and how well he played okay so you would think it what would be one and a half two and a half kind of thing yeah yeah yes okay um the Saints coaching staff has got some COVID things going on. So that's something to keep an eye on in terms of is Sean Payton going to be able to, to coach uh, the game because of the Coco. Uh, so I would, I would watch that. If he's not there, definitely like the Panthers more. Um, but yeah, I, I lean the Panthers. Am I running to bet this game at three and a half? No, not really. Do I want to trust Sam Donald? No, not really. Um, he had the lowest aggressiveness of any quarterback in terms of his throws, which is nice, you know, for the amount of turnovers he used to have. Uh, so limited those. Um, but it, no more Sean Lattimore. It's, I want to, I want to bet the Panthers very badly. I'm not there yet. I might get there by Sunday. All right. Um, let's this, this next game is the game that I, I'm most excited to talk about. And we've been going back and forth about this um, privately. And I've kind of stuck my neck out there. I, I've bet I've have, I have four bets out there so far for week two. Oh boy. Um, and two of them are this game. <laughs> and I might have to put a third bet on this game 
if the line keeps going in the opposite direction. And I don't really fucking get why the line is moving and it's pissing me off. And this is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Chicago Bears. Joe, what is the line at now? Because I I ran to bet it at minus three Chicago, and I think it touched one and a half today. You're actually able to get, I think, a one. Um, I'm seeing the Bengals plus one, a little bit juice. So uh, I think you might be able to get a one on the Bears. Um, I why? Switched, I why? switched the Tell viewing. me why. So I'm Mr. looking at Mr. this. Mr. Action, tell me why people are betting the Bengals. Uh, people like Joe Burrow, but, uh, also the Bengals are getting 61% of the spread bets and 74% of the money actually. Um, so they are getting bet. They're getting bet pretty hard. Um, I don't really get it. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't really get it. I think the people liked what they saw. Like you see that, you see that win and like you see an overtime win, whatever. But I think that they got lucky. Um, that's my opinion anyway. Like, I mean, they, they blew a lead to the, it was impressive. They had that kind of lead regardless of how good the Vikings are. It was nice to see Burrow out there, um, after the injury that he had, but I don't think that they really deserve to win that game at the end of the day. And it just kind of fell into their lap. Let me tell you, let me, let me describe to you how I look at these two teams and especially with their week one performance. I think this line should be three and a half, four, and the Bengals, first off, they come into the season. No one's really expecting much out of them. Yes, Joe Burrow was good last year um, when he was healthy. But they beat the Vikings, a team that I had. They're my biggest under bet of the entire season in my futures bets. I almost alternate uh, win over under them to under like six and a half, five and a half, because I thought the season could be that bad. Um, if you were legally able to bet head coaches being fired in on U.S. sports books, I would have bet Mike Zimmer. Uh, no question. They blow a 20, 21 to 7 lead at home to this team that I think is absolute dog shit in the Minnesota Vikings. End up squeezing one out because there's a, a weird fumble by Dalvin Cook um, in overtime that allows them to gain 20, 25 yards. And yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Chicago Bear. Okay, so that's the Bengals. The Bengals, to me, not an impressive win, but whatever. Um, they, they won the game. The Chicago Bears, they are. I actually, during the Rams Bears game, I actually had a thought, and I still might do this. If the Packers season is just a season from hell, I think because I told you just about what I think about the Vikings and I don't think anything of the Detroit Lions. Chicago Bears are six to one to win this division. I thought about betting the Bears to win this division, you know, have Justin Fields come in there week four, week five, give a spark to the offense. But, you know, I thought they were at around an, an eight to 10 win team. Matt Nagy never had a losing season, former NFL head coach of the year. Um, in three seasons, he's around a little bit below a 60% win percentage, but like I said, never had a losing season. So Chicago Bears, good defense. We know that they go in Sunday night, play against my Super Bowl pick, the Los Angeles Rams, in prime time in the grand unveiling of their new cathedral stadium in Los Angeles. They didn't even like the score does not, and I don't love the Bears. Like, this is not a, a pro Bears thing. This is just situationally, if you go back and look at that game, look at actually what transpired, 
the Bears didn't really play that bad. Yes, they had two broken coverages where the Rams basically walked in for a touchdown, which is 14 points. Hard to come back from that. Um, but if you look at their drives in the first, in the first, like they, the Rams are supposed to have this vaunted top five defense, vaunted front seven, best defensive player in the, in, in the world in Aaron Donald. Um, the Bears were able to move the ball pretty easily. They had five drives in the, in the first half of the game. Um, first drive, drive all the way down the field. Andy Dalton throws a pick inside the, the Rams 10 yard line. Second drive go for it on fourth and four. Um, they, they don't get it. Third, third drive, go for it again on fourth down. Uh, Andy Dalton misses a wide fucking open Cole Komet. That would have been like a 20 yard gain um, sets him up even further in scoring position. And they arguably could have kicked a long field goal or just punted. fourth drive. Alshon Robinson gets mugged on like a third and four clear pass interference. They get that call. If they're playing at home, Five, uh, they uh, score a touchdown. And then in the second half, they come out of the gate, score a touchdown, and then they go for – they basically had like three drives in the second half. So they were able to move the ball against this top five defense. I don't see why at home they are – people are thinking that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win this game. Terry, what am I missing? Please tell me. Um. The fans are going to kill their own head coach at halftime. You might, I mean, it's going to be tough for the Bears to win if that happens. Justin of, Fields scored a touchdown last week. Like, what, yeah, but he's better want? than Andy Dalton. Play, okay. him, play him, play him, play him, play him, play him, play him. Okay, and you play, saw you saw, you saw the Bengals. So even if like they come out and shit the bed in the first half, Fields comes in the second half. Cincinnati Bengals already blew a 14-point lead to a, sh- a way shittier team, in my opinion, at home. Like, I, there, there's no – there's nothing in my mind. Like, this would be the biggest surprise to me if the Bears lose this game. I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I think their Bears defense is not good. I mean, it's, it's kind of old. Um, their window may have closed. Um, I don't think you have the coaching advantage, which says a lot because it's fucking Zach Taylor, um, who seemed to adopt an analytics approach by going for it on fourth downs in certain situations. Um, but like Matt Nagy, like the only thing that I, I say Matt Nagy is doing shitty is playing Andy Dalton. Like, like I said, he has been the a most important position. <laughs> but he's, made it, he's made it to the playoff twice with Mitchell Trubisky. And has never had a losing season. Mitchell Trubisky is better than Andrew Dalton. Arguable. No, no, uh, uh-uh. I no yeah, way. I, I'm gonna side with Terry here. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no way. The and only Andrew time Dalton is not good. He's Matt, bad. In the Matt Nagy era, the only time they have lost at home to a non-divisional opponent that ended up not making the playoffs. So they lost the Saints twice in the three years. I think they lost the Chiefs, the Patriots. The Colts, all those teams ended up making the playoffs. They lost the Chargers in a wonky, like, middle of the season thing where Trubisky just shit the bed. Um, and the Chargers ended up not making the playoffs. It's the only time they've ever lost a non-divisional game to a losing team at home. Um, I think the Bears, if, if – I'm, I'm just going out on a limb here. I fucking love the Bears. I've bet it twice already. If you want to go down with the ship with me, but, like, until Matt Nagy shows me that – he is a coach to fade in this situation. 
he just hasn't shown me that yet. I'm just going to bet the bears. Like, I think like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, it, 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 like I don't even know if I could term it as a week one overreaction. I think someone uh, from the, uh, uh, from the Matt Nagy what? PR camp has reached out to our, uh, our host here. Yeah. Yeah. You and Chris Collinsworth go drink your Kool-Aid. Together. How much are they paying you, Dom? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all over the Bears. Like I could not love a game more this week. Like this I mean, is also my favorite smash spot with a team that's one and zero going on the road against a team that's zero and one. Where I think the zero and one team's better, and it's like an under three spread. Like give me that all the all fucking day. Um, I mean, to be fair to you, uh, I do want to bet the Bears, um, and I'm just. I'm taking my sweet, sweet time, <laughs> my precious time in locking it in and waiting to see where the hell this line is going. Because again, it doesn't necessarily make too much sense to me besides people betting on the sexy, sexy Bengals, which I mean, generally in nature, Bengals are sexy. It's a sexy character. Um, point. The stripes look good on them. Um, but I mean, is it going to get to a pick them? I mean, at some point, Sharps have to come in and, and take the Bears, I would think. Dom, is, that, is Dom that sharp? I, I'm not a big enough sharp to move a fucking line from one to two and a half, but if I was, I would hammer it. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Because, I mean, we're seeing one, minus one at minus one, 130 on points bet and uh, I think win. Yeah, I mean – all right, I don't want to be a dead horse here, but that's just where I'm at with the Bears and Bengals. Until somebody can give me a better argument other than the Andy Dalton-Justin Fields drama. But, like, I'm saying that the Bears' offense looked pretty competent against the Rams' defense on the road. To me, that's all I really need to hear. Uh, yeah, I will I'll say that the Bengals had the second-best first-down offense in DVOA. Against the Vikings. I mean, first down, big down. All right. Um, Joe, this is your... Before second down. Actually, Terry, you already bet this game, so I'm going to talk to you about this one first. Rams at the Colts. Joe, where's this line at now? I think Terry um, bought it at four. This line has gotten bet to as far as uh, plus four, Colts plus four. Um, it opened at Colts plus one and a half, and the total has been driven down from 49 to 47 and a half. The Rams are getting 69% of the bets. Nice. Uh, and, but the money is split 50 50. Um, Terry, this is game three of these uh, home dogs at three and a half points. Where are you at with the Colts? Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's possibly a week one overreaction. Everyone just saw the Rams win on Monday night football or Sunday night football. Monday night Sunday night football. Um, and so you know everyone's going to bet them. The Colts lost to the the Seahawks. Carson Wentz is their quarterback. I think a lot of people just have written him off um, in terms of playing quarterback in the NFL. Um, so, <laughs> McVeigh, McVeigh also historically, just off the top of my head, um, 
I, Joe, you can run this if you can do it quick enough, but McVeigh in these 1 p.m. East uh, time zone games as a favorite has not been good. I will try. Um, That's all we can ask is that you try. But but I do Stop. remember no. the Rams losing a couple, um, you know, maybe survivor type bets here. Um, with I the just, Rams, but I think Carson, you see the flashes of Carson Wentz doing these really amazing things. And I think it's been said on every fucking game sports podcast this week is that he just needs to try to do less in, instead of trying to hit the home run or make the amazing play on every single down, which leads to him throwing stupid interceptions and turning the ball over. If you know, everything's covered, there's no need to throw a jump ball, a Joe Flacco fun ball, uh, you know, into triple coverage, you know, check down, live for another day. Uh, or, you know, if it's third and 10, third and 15 in, in your own territory, you know, you don't have to force it in there and phrasing, give the other team good field position, punt and rely on your, your good defense. Um, so I, I think Rams coming off the high, the Colts, people sleeping on the Colts, that's a four point favorite. I mean, four point dog at home. I think, you, you know, you, you kind of have to lean, lean the home dog in that situation, especially Frank Wright, good coach. Um, the Rams, the Rams did just give up a hundred yards to David Montgomery yeah. on the ground. Um, and I will say that that's, that's if you're looking for an X's and O's angle. The Colts uh, supposedly very proficient running the ball. They have been all under Frank Reich's tenure and that was going to be their, their style of play this year. Um, this is the spot to do it against a team traveling across the country who just gave up a uh, hundred yards to a, a team that in the bears didn't really even want to run the ball, even though um, it was the most successful thing they were doing. So. Yeah, I mean, you're getting you have one of the better lines in the NFL um, in the Colts. Carson Wentz is going to have time. I think he had uh, one of the longest. Let me see. Yeah, he was top. He was McVeigh is sorry in time to throw uh, last week. No, go ahead. He is nine and four against the spread at one o'clock starts. Um, but I, and I think when you filter it by, it's a little weird, but a little, him is him as a favorite. I'm trying to get the, in the Eastern time zone, it's six and two, uh, as a favorite five and one. Oh, and as a, yeah. maybe I was, maybe I yeah. was completely wrong. Yeah. So maybe this is a smash. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's six and two and five and one as a favorite. One and one as a dog. Uh when it about one o'clock starts in the eastern time zone. Cool. So I'm relying stay, that's on, a that's a stay away from me now. Yeah. I'm relying on the offensive line over reaction week one. Offensive I, line calls reaction week one. I just think the Rams are really fucking good. So um that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Matthew Stafford, still the quarterback, still not immune from doing dumb things. Matthew Stafford forget. played his whole career 1 p.m. Eastern time zone games in a dome. Just leaving that out there. Um, Houston Texans, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that that's, like, that's my favorite thing is like to me, when I, when I picture offenses that play at home on a dome, um, like for some reason I could see them – 
performing more successfully on the road in another dome. Like it just, to me, it looks easier. Like, like to me, it's when you're in like Chicago and the grass looks fucking tore up and it's rainy. And no, the grass looks like it's going to just snap because it's so cold. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I, well, that's where I fade the, the dome teams, but dome teams going to other dome teams. Dom, um, big that's, dome that's, guy. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, Houston, Texas, Cleveland Browns. We're getting through the one o'clock games. Let's go. I don't really have much to say about this game other than that it's my survivor pool pick. I, I, this screams Tyrod Taylor backdoor cover um at 12 and a half right the line is yeah it's 12 and a half i think this game seems to be getting more bets actually on the the texans are not getting any money and the, but the line moved from plus 13 to plus 12 and a half i like want it i think i might hit the browns even at minus 12 and a half like i think that if this game happened in like a month this is just a, it's gonna be a fucking beat down I think like I, I, I get what you're saying. I get the concern with the backdoor cover. Cause like you could be down fucking 20 and backdoor cover, but um, maybe Brown's first half. I, I have to look at it a little bit more. I, um, I realized also when going through this, that I really don't like betting these big spread games, like at all on either I hate side. It. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Terry, do you have a bet here on the spread? Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to bet the Browns. Okay. I think, I think, you know, the Texans might get some, some money maybe. So I'm not, I'm not yeah. jumping um, at it yet, but uh, I will bet it soon. Yeah. Like uh, I don't see it get really it, going up. Get it at 12. All right. Last, uh, last bet uh, here. Last game with the, the three and a half, three point home dog 49ers, another West coast going East coast to Philadelphia playing the one and oh Eagles, both teams one and oh Joe, what is the line at right now with the over under? There's, I believe it looks like there's a three out there right now, but the total's been bet all the way up to 50 and a half at some books. Um, but DraftKings and BetMGM and FoxBet all have threes available right now. So if you're looking to bet the Niners, you want to grab that three. Otherwise, it looks like there is a rogue at this point, a rogue three and a half at FanDuel and points bet. I don't want to bet the Eagles here. I know, like, to me, the Eagles are the worst team out of these four home dogs with the Dolphins, Colts, and Panthers. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. Um, I don't think that's a, a really controversial thing to say at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I just that, – that's that's my angle. This is the, the three-and-a-half favorite, the three favorite that I like the most, um, given that – like Terry was saying before, the Eagles just might be a team that doesn't have that needs a positive game sp- uh, game script, and the 49ers, pretty much in Shanahan's entire tenure, has has started off pretty hot, like out of the gate when he has uh, all of his weapons. You know, they lose Mostert, but San Francisco running backs, like it really, it you could put anyone back there who has played in the NFL um, in the last, you know year or two. And I think they would see success. They always have random guys that come out of the work where Moser was even undrafted. Um, even when they put him in there. Um, and the guy they put, I don't even know his name, but he ran for like 120 yards and a, a touchdown. Um, so Terry, do you agree with me on the 49ers, um, being the, the favorite you, tr- not that you trust the most, but that you like the most out of those four games? Uh, yeah, no, I, I want to bet the 49ers. I'm kind of waiting now that it's at three. I might, I might jump. Um, but I think, you know, 
They won last week, got to a big league, kind of took their foot off the gas. Um, I think the Falcons might just be bad. Um, like I said, uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, had three, 3.8 in, intended air yards per, per attempt. Um, and, you know, did not through a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I don't, I, you know, they lost Barrett. Um, but you know, if he's not challenging you down the field, I think you can plug and play, you know, any cornerback out there, you know, to cover the first, you know, from the line of scrimmage to, you know, three yards out. Um, so I, I don't think they'll be able to capitalize on, on, you know, losing that quality of a corner on defense. So I, I, I do want to bet the 49ers and probably will. Um, Joe, real quick on this game, anything? Uh, I, I'm going to stay away from this game. I, I do like getting the key number with a three, but um, I, I, you're, they're missing, besides missing Mostert, they're missing uh, cornerback Jason Verrett. So I don't, I don't love that right now. Um, exactly what Terry said. I, it's 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 really I'm reading like, my notes, Terry. Like Terry said, <laughs> it's really not about the the coverage uh, with with Hertz. It's more, I think, the pass rush and your ability to kind of keep him in check. And if there's one linebacker that can do it, it's uh, Fred Warner. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Broncos Jaguars two more one o'clock games. I I I hate this game. I don't want to bet it. Uh, it's what is it? Jags uh, are six point dogs. It's Broncos six, are six point. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we have two two favorites here coming up at the last two o'clock. Uh, the last two one o'clock games that are six point favorites. Let's talk about them and together just to get through the one o'clock. Um, it's the Denver Broncos six point favorites at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots as six point favorites against the New York Jets. Um, one divisional game, obviously Pat's Jets, and then one West to East with the Broncos and Jaguars. Um, I I really don't have an angle on Broncos Jags. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I see stats all the time about his cover rate. It's like really fucking absurd at this point. And so I don't think I'm ever going to bet against Teddy Bridgewater unless I'm like extremely, extremely, extremely confident. Um, in the spot. So that game is a stay away from me uh, kind of game. And then the Pats jets, I want to bet the jets so bad. Like you don't know how bad I want to bet the jets here. Tell me more. Um, Tell me more. I, I need to I, know more. I think that the Makai Becton injury, while it hurts, they're able to slide in Morgan Moses as a tackle who they traded for from the Washington football team had a very good season last year. So the line isn't as beat up. Like obviously Becton was their best line back, uh, lineman um, and it hurts, but I think the jets, um, the jets defense, you know, now that they're playing at home, they'll have a little bit of the crowd. Salah's like a pretty big, uh, you know, motivator type guy on defense I think the defense will play a lot better at home. Like Marcus may had a terrible game. Um, you know, a couple of defensive pieces did not play well um, in that game against Carolina. And then in the second half, like Zach Wilson woke up. Like, I think it took him really a, a half to get going. They scored zero points, they ended up scoring 14. And depending on when you bet, it's been on when you bet the jets last week, backdoor covered. So get some sick um, passes, honestly. So I think that, you know, that's gotta be a huge confidence boost. Like, you know, I think that is more of a boost, you know, talking about the other game with, with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, who really didn't see a lot of success and, and 
basically have them, you know, put together drives against the Houston Texans. I think that the Jets, you saw a lot out of the offense in the second half. Corey Davis is very good. Um, and the Patriots not having Stephon Gilmore really hurts them. Um, their defense is still good, but I don't, I, I really don't think the Patriots are as good as people, uh, especially Bill Simmons you, thinks they are. <laughs> did you know that Bill Belichick since 2000, he is 21 and six against rookie quarterbacks. I didn't know that. Um, so, but, but, but his cover rate is not as good as that. Yeah. His cover rate is like closer to 50%. The five and a half is it's hitting six. I think actually that just, it feels like a lot for a divisional game where the Patriots quarterback is also a rookie. So, yeah. you know, um, what's up? So, you know, the, the, the Patriots, I think people are just forgetting that Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. Like I, the way that people talk about Mac Jones, like, you think he was a second, third year player. And did he play well against the Dolphins? I kind of like not really, Terry. I mean, you you probably watched the game more intently than I did on his debut. What do you think of Mac Jones and what do you think of these two games? Uh Mac Jones looked pretty good. Um he he seemed very poised, cool, calm, and collected in the pocket. He had, you know, a lot more time to throw the ball. The Patriots offensive line is pretty, pretty damn good. Um but you know he didn't do anything too too dumb uh, except uh, you, he threw he threw the ball backwards uh, as a fumble while while he was getting sacked and the refs called it an incomplete pass which was kind of funny just like everyone kind of lost their mind um, but you know I think he's pretty good uh, two rookie quarterbacks um, do I think the Jets should be getting six points no am i gonna bet it probably am i gonna wait <laughs> am i gonna wait for it to get to like six and a half seven yeah um and then and then we'll go from there um yeah. i don't i don't too many points just too many points uh broncos jags uh, i really want to bet the jags but i'm not going to uh, that's yeah i don't really want to bet the jags um but i'm not gonna bet either of them okay Four o'clock games here, getting towards the end. And then we'll give you our uh, three best picks, and then uh, we'll get some positive recs and take you on. Hopefully, a profitable weekend. Four o'clock games. We'll start off with the big spread one Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of three big spreads this week. Um, we talked about the Browns, uh, Texans. Out of all three of these big spread games, this is, I think, is the underdog I like the most. And I, I, it, you're going out on a huge limb here because uh, the Falcons looked like complete and utter dog shit. Um, but Matt Ryan has always played well um, in these games against the Buccaneers. So what is your take on here? Do you feel confident either way to bet the spread? 12 and a half, big spread. Uh, it is a big spread. Matt Ryan looked like absolute dog shit against the, I mean, not absolute, but didn't look great against, against the Eagles. Um, like I said, didn't push the ball downfield. The secondary for the Bucks a little banged up. Didn't look too good. Dak Prescott really took advantage. Um, I do think that Matt Ryan will have opportunities, uh, to, to score some points. Does seem like a possible backdoor cover, it would it surprise me if they just won the game. No, it just could be a big letdown game for the Bucks. You know, they had they barely held on to win week one. Um, I think we've been talking about it enough 
that to say, you know, that the Bucks are probably going to sleepwalk through the first half of the season um, before they turn in high gear. Uh, so I don't hate the pick. I've been flip. I, I can't decide though. I keep flip flopping. At this the only point. the only thing that worries me is that Arthur Smith really tried to run the ball. Even like I think he had the the highest first uh, first and second down run rate um, of teams that were losing definitely, um, but maybe even in the whole week one slate. So Buccaneers even before they got Brady and even before they they added a couple pieces on defense. Um, we're very good against the run and Arians has always kind of been like a run funnel defense kind of guy. Um, so Arthur Smith really has not succeeded without establishing the run somewhat, obviously had Derrick Henry to do it for him in Tennessee. Uh, but that's the only concern because if, if Arthur Smith tries to establish a run and just keeps knocking his head against the wall, even when it's not working, it could turn pretty ugly. That's my only thought on yeah. the Buccaneer side. I mean, since uh, there's a little system for you. Since 2006, road do- divisional road dogs of 12 or more points are 45, 30, and two against the spread. So I think that given the way that this line is moving um, and the fact that it, you know, it looks like it keeps trending up, there's some 12 and a halves out there. I might try to wait this out as long as possible and grab, uh, grab the last, probably the closing line on the Falcons. Um, maybe buy it. Maybe you're able to buy it to 14, but, uh, definitely, but even 13 would be a good number. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'd be scared shitless the entire time. Oh, I feel I would be puckering the entire time, (laughs) but like, you know, that's, that's how it goes. The only thing, the, the best feeling though of all time is when you bet the, Bet a, bet a huge dog and they like get out to like a touchdown or two touchdown lead. Oh yeah. Cause you're just like, I should be okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the Falcons know how to blow a lead to Tom Brady. So I'm a little concerned. Fair. All right. Uh, Vikings Cardinals Vikings going uh, to the West coast Cardinals. What is this? Three and a half now it's hit three and a half now. Yeah. And it's going down. It's going down towards the Vikings. Yeah, well, it opened at two and a half. It hit, went up to four and a half, and then now it's moving back down. It's at three and a half. I, I just am. I, I feel like this is tough. this to me. We don't this, like. We didn't really like either team before the season started. And I don't. Well, want to react, well, like after so, one week. So this is to me like out of every game on the slate here, this to me is a game that we could look back on we're already halfway there. Like if if you're on my side with the Vikings are really bad um, and they've gotten worse now that I've seen them play in my head like from where I thought they would be. If the Cardinals are a top 10 and they were good in DVOA last year, like they, they were, they were a pretty solid team and able to, um, you know, really, stay competitive in games and, and win some games and, and be in some games they, they shouldn't have been in, especially without, without Murray, uh, especially when Murray was healthy. Um, this is a game that you would look back and it's like, how is this line this low? Like yeah. if the car, if the Cardinals are a top 10 DVOA team, Vikings are a bottom 10 DVOA team, which is, is very much in the realm of possibility. I think the only question is where the Cardinals end up. This yeah. game should be six, six and a half. That that's my only thing. This is so I really, I, the more that I've looked at it and the more that I've, I've studied the slate, like I really like the Cardinals here. 
Yeah, I mean, if this comes back down and hits three, I think this is a play on the Cardinals. Um, and and honestly, like the way that DraftKings has been doing this thing, they did another thing now. It's like an opt-in, you get 20% boost on everything or like the opt-in, you get one per game. Like I'm going to be using that to get all these games off of these key numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's a strategy for people as well. But like, I'll pro- if I, if the line doesn't move there itself and then give me the opportunity to maybe take it to two and a half, I'll definitely take it down from the three and a half to three if, I, if possible before that game. But I'm, I'm going to wait because it looks like as of now, um, you know, it, it obviously got bet up, but the, the Vikings are getting a little bit more of the money. They're getting like a 5% edge on the money, 40% of bets, 45% of the money. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what, what exactly happened here. Um, but the over is getting smashed. Uh, it's 45% of bets for 81% of the money. Um, yeah. I mean, if teams are trading touchdowns, I'd, I'd rather have, you know, the, the three and a half doesn't scare me as much. Uh, the Cardinals last year, 13th in DVOA, the Vikings are 20th. There really wasn't much turnover from last year. Like, no. uh, and I mean, you know, the, co- the coaches, so. coaches and, and the Cardinals, their best facet of the game was on defense. So, you know, you have a healthier Kyler Murray and still even last year that these teams probably, you know, the spread is, is all right. If Kyler Murray's healthy, probably should be, like I said, closer to, to five and a half, six. So like I said, I'm, I'm on the Cardinals here. Terry, what are your thoughts? Uh, I just want to see Chandler Jones knock the Holy Spirit out of uh, Kirk Cousins. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, I'm probably not going to bet this game, but I, I see what you're saying. I feel like I want to bet the Vikings, so I feel smart um, and not public. Um, but I don't think the Cardinals are that public. I think I think I've seen a lot of a lot of people want to pick the Vikings here. I'll probably yeah. end up betting the Cardinals. All right. Uh, That's tight, my analysis. Tight, I'd yeah. rather have Kyler Murray, the better quarterback, when he's not hurt against Kirk Cousins, who sucks ass. All right. Two more analysis. 4 o'clock. Two more 4 o'clock games. Titans-Seahawks. I want to bet the Titans here, but they just might not be good at all. Um, that, that's what I'm afraid of. The Seahawks, you know, usually very good in September, but they also um, – also playing a lot of close games. So, um, you know, if the Titans can figure out some things on offense, this, uh, this could be pretty scary. What is this line now at Joe five and a half? Uh, no, it's, it got down to five now. Um, okay. so the Seahawks, like you said, they just play close games. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I, I think the number's too big, but I'm not ready. I'm not trusting the Titans at that's five points. It's, it's like a dead, it's kind of like a dead number. Um, this is probably a stay away from me. Terry, what are you? Uh, I lean Hawks. I see a four and a half on FanDuel. I think if you're betting the Titans, just bet the money line. Uh, yeah, I just think that without Arthur Smith, their offense is going to struggle, and their alleged defensive head coach has terrible defense, and their secondary sucks, and Ross is going to cook. And, I mean, I think the only way they cover is through the back door. The um yeah the another one of uh, Belichick was variable right yeah yeah I think Brian Flores is the only uh, assistant former defensive coach uh, assistant that has actually been able to implement a pretty good defense um, in in his new position 
there and Vrabel is one of those guys. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, to me, it's a stay away. Um, if you, if you're hot in one o'clock and going into four o'clock games and want, want to see if you can hit your heater, maybe I'd throw money on the Titans money line and just, just hope for some weird. There's like a happen. really, it's a really odd split. Cause like the Titans are getting 21% more of the money versus the bets on the spread, but they're getting, uh, the Seahawks are getting 15% more on the money line. So it's a little interesting um, to see what the market's doing with that. It's a lot of money line parlay money. Uh, Cowboys against the Chargers. Um, I love the Cowboys here before uh, DeMarcus Lawrence got hurt and is going to miss some time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can get enough pass rush, but I do think potentially there could be like a million points scored in this game. Yeah. And if it's at, I already bet it at three um, back when it opened at two and a half, I bought a little juice, but it moved up. I think to three and a half now, right? Yeah. It's at three and a half now. I, I really like, I, I, I don't see, I, I don't think they can set this prop like high enough. Like with Herbert, his passing yards is at two ninety four and a half. It's probably going to shoot up by the time this comes out. Honestly. What if, like, what if they said it at 9,000? <laughs> right, then maybe, then maybe that's a problem, <laughs> but uh it was like already at points, but it was minus uh, minus one thirty five for three hundred or more. So like I, I like that prop if you can get it under three hundred. Um, this I don't know how they're going to get any pressure on him. Um, yeah, I lean the Chargers. I just I think they're pretty good. I think the Cowboys are pretty good, and that's kind of kind of where I'm at. Uh, I didn't see the Cowboys starting out zero and two. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not the team at home, but you know, my Oh, one versus one Oh smash spot with the teams that I think are better than the other, uh, I mean, with the win, the, with the one loss, I, I probably am not going to bet the Cowboys again. I'll probably keep the plus three, but I'll sprinkle a little bit on the money line because I, I do have a pretty strong conviction that the Cowboys win this game. The uh, the Cowboys are getting fifty five percent of the spread bets, but seventeen percent of the money. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys are always public, so I don't look at that yeah. as a. It's not as indicative. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this game and just enjoy it. Hopefully, okay. it so um, live, laugh, love. You know. <laughs> uh, Joe, any last thoughts on Cowboys Chargers before we move to the two night games? No, nah, let's hit them. All right. One good game on Sunday night and one uh, intriguing game on Monday night. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Chiefs Sunday night against the Ravens. I hit this at Chiefs minus two and a half, but now after the Ravens lost on Monday night, it's up to what now, Joe? Three and a half? Four. Four. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a four. I uh, don't like that. I don't like the four. I hit it at three. I hit it at Chiefs minus three. The Chiefs are just getting a whopping amount of bets and money. It's like not even close. On both the money line and the spread, the Chiefs are getting over 82% of the bets. And the money is going with it. Yeah, I mean, this is, to me, the the game script is pretty clear um and you'll probably hear collinsworth and michaels talk about this incessantly um but it's the ravens secondary without marcus peters um can they stop mahomes and hill and kelsey versus can the chiefs 
run defense, which hasn't been great, stop uh, Lamar Jackson. Like that's you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I like. I think the Ravens are kind of that team that you think. I feel like we've done this so many times where we think the Ravens can win and they just don't do it. And like, I get the like we always like we talk about the running back situation, but you know, you're dealing with Tyson Williams, who isn't the biggest guy. And you have Latavius Murray who like, I mean, like, I don't know. He got a lot of, he got a decent amount of action um, in their game on Monday night, but those are not, that's not Dobbins. It's not Gus Edwards. It's not, you know, who they thought they were going to have in the backfield there, like surrounding Lamar. Um, I feel like this line, if you can get the three and a half, you can, you, you should take it. Um, but, uh, I, I have a lot of trouble betting against Mahomes in the spot because we've seen the Ravens, you know, struggle to come back from, you know, bigger deficits and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's Mahomes under a touchdown. The, um, the chiefs are after one week, obviously one week, you know, not a, not very uh, strong on the sample size here, but the Chiefs were the worst team against the run in DVOA. Um, and they had percentage-wise and how they do DVOA, they were nearly three times as worse against the run as the team that ranked 31st. Um, so they could not stop the Browns on the on the ground and the Chiefs still won the game. So, that, I mean, that's kind of like where, where I'm at. Like, it's like, even if the Ra- the Ravens could do things the way they do things, like the Chiefs just win football games. So that's, you know, at two and a half, that's where I was at. At four, it's it's a little bit too, too much for me, but that's just, you know, I would probably stay away at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I lean the Ravens at four. A ton, ton of injuries with wide receivers and running backs as gone as we already went over. Uh, I uh, like Dom said, I probably won't bet. It's it's a tough pill to swallow. I'm, I'm probably will bet the Ravens, but I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Last game, Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. Um, I will only bet this game if I am up on week two or I'm down on week two and I need to scramble. I'm probably going to bet the game, but I really don't know what the fuck I'm going to bet. It's hard enough to bet that fucking late game. <laughs> yeah. I really don't have any opinions at all. Like I, I don't talk to me on Monday, I guess. Um, okay. I mean, I, I want to bet the Packers again. It's just like an Aaron Rodgers, Like, no, we're fine type game. But like, are they fine? I don't know if they're fine. Well, this is like, and, like this is this is a like, perfect setup for for week two Monday night because like everybody is gonna watch the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're like they're kind of for playing in the freezing cold all the time. Like they're kind of a soft football team in terms <laughs> of if you think about who like they've lost to these tough games that they've lost. Like they get blown out in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers just get bullied the entire game and then they lose to the bucks you know getting bullied in in lambeau field i I don't like and then go against the man campbell coach team that like they didn't give up at all against the 49ers even though they're getting blown the fuck out so that like would terrify me they yes the lions got lucky but 
I, it would makes me a little nervous that, you know, someone's going to leave the back door. I think the Packers are going to win, but you know, someone might've forgotten to lock the back door at some point in the night. All right. Uh, Joe, anything else before we give out our three picks here? No, let's, let's hand them out. All right. We're going to go one through three real quick. Um, you know, if you want to hear the, uh, reasonings for it, just rewind. Um, so I'll start out with my three, just so you don't steal my thunder, taking the thunder back here. Um, I'm going to go game number one, talked about it at ad nauseum, Chicago Bears, whatever the line is, if it's under three, just hammer it. Uh, I think it's at minus one right now, minus one and a half. I'll say minus one and a half. That's what it, what it actually is with no juice or default juice. Uh, Bears minus one and a half. My first pick, my second pick, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals minus three and a half against the Vikings. I'll lay the, I'll lay the half. I don't, I don't really care. Um, fade the Vikings again. Now that like I have a team, like I wanted to fade the Vikings so bad week one. Now that I have a team that I'm confident is like a top half or middling team in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals, I am all the way on fading the Vikings. They have to travel West coast game for them. Uh, Cardinals at home after a big road win. Um, I'm, I'm all over it. So Cardinals minus three and a half. And then my fourth, uh, my third game, I, I was thinking about taking the 49ers, but I know no one else is going to take this game um, because of what we said before. I'm going to stick to my guns here. Um, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half. And those are my three games here. Um, so one, one o'clock game, two, four o'clock games, bears minus one and a half Cardinals minus three and a half and Cowboys plus three and a half are my two are my three picks. Go ahead, Joseph. All right. I, uh, am going to start off with the bills minus three and a half. Um, I, I'm not, the juice is kind of weird here because there is a three, but it's, got a lot of juice on it. So I won't give that out. Um, but I like the bills in this spot. Uh, I'm also going to, I'm just taking all bad numbers here. I think, um, I am going to take the chiefs at three and a half minus three and a half. Um, because there are some of those, there's mostly those out there. Um, and then my final pick is going to be, I was, I was debating between a couple different things. Um, but I am going to be taking the Cardinals over 27 and a half points. And that's at a uh, bet MGM. 27 Joey, and a half. Joey team totals. <clears throat> Joey team totals. He's back, baby. Just don't think that that Vikings defense can stop. Them. Uh, fair enough. Uh, okay. I shall go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just do a big F you to Joe and take the dolphins plus three and a half. (laughs) Fair. Um, and then I will, I want to take the Colts, but, um, we forgot to mention that Quinn Nelson and Darius Leonard didn't practice today. So I'm going to withhold that pick from this, these that count for something. Uh, I will take the Cleveland Browns minus 12 and a half. Fuck your big numbers. Don't give a shit. Um, and then with my final pick, I'm between a few. 
Um, but I, I think I'm going to take uh, Joe's Seattle Seahawks. Wow. No, I'm not. I'm taking the Jets plus six. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, Producer Corey, you just listened to us talk NFL spreads for like an hour. Um, yeah, listen is a loose term, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I saw you threw in a Giants bet on the uh, the the Action the Network. Action, yeah. So took your advice I, right away, and then I tuned out. Yeah, I was like, so at least you listen to the first game. Um, what <laughs> matters? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I think it's time for some pods and recs. Um, unless you want to discuss some things, I don't know what's out of your mind. This is kind of Corey's corner um, uh. where you come in and kind of take over the podcast What's on my mind you don't want to know um is it uh Nicki minaj's cousin's testicles yeah that's occupying a decent amount of space in my mind that i'm not happy about but i'm trying to push that down suppress it uh i just fixed the mechanical keyboard while you guys were talking about god knows what so that's on my mind uh i'm just gonna give you my wreck so i finished a book this weekend not to brag um, uh, leave the world learned. behind by uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Um, Ruman Alam, and I just found out that they're making it a movie on Netflix. Sam Esmail is going to be the director. Mahershala Ali just got casted to play the lead with Julia Roberts. Very exciting. Book's fantastic. I'm not even going to give you a quick synopsis because it's very strange. Just read the thing. Leave the world. What's behind. it called? Leave the world behind. Mm-hmm. Behind. Sounds like a future Oscar winner. Mm, yeah, it's smelling like it. Um, does anybody else have any recommendations? Um, Terry, I will take this time to say that our alma maters play football this weekend. Uh, yeah, they sure do. What's the line? I actually don't know because I can never bet on my alma mater because I live in New Jersey. Let's make a mayor's bet then. <laughs> oh, mayor's bet. Love it. That's back. I'll get the line. It is. Oh, never mind. NA. <laughs> make your own line. <laughs> oh, I got to change my st- I got You got to change the state oh, from yeah. New Jersey. No, still NA. Yeah, uh, is there a big injury for the for the fighting blue hens? Fighting blue hens two and zero, but I don't know if uh, Maine, I don't see it anyway. Maine is any good. Yeah, and the, the St. Francis Red Flash. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think? Of, what, guess the lines. Guess the lines on Delaware versus Rutgers. I don't fucking know. I don't know fucking shit. Ten. Ten and a half. I I would say twelve and a half. Cleveland Browns, uh, Houston Texans style. Okay, I'll take the points. <laughs> there's, still, there's just no line for this anywhere. So, it just heads up. Um, there's got to be a line somewhere. No, like... <laughs> there might be an injury or something. Or can you... No, can, even, mean, like, Vegas Insider doesn't have it. Action doesn't have it. Like, I don't see anything. Yeah, I'm setting it at 12 and a half. I'll take, I'll take Rutgers. What do you want to put on it? Uh... A dinner. Where's the dinner? I don't know. 
the world, the, the world of noodles. The noodles of the world. The noodles of the world. Okay. Any spending limits? Uh, no. Okay. All right. But you can't throw up for an hour after you eat. <laughs> you also got to pay it all back. Virtual handshake. Yes. That's a good one. All right. They're yeah. not invited. All right. We got shakes in the chat. That's official. <laughs> Joe, do you have anything to add? You can add a recommendation. You can do your own. Alma. I don't know if Mammoth is playing anybody good this year. Oh, uh, dude. Mammoth sucks dick, probably per usual. Um, I would, I, I'm going to recommend uh, using a, uh, or using conditioner like i've been getting i've been using organic <laughs> organics keratin conditioner and it's delightful there's no knots it's great would recommend <laughs> oh, cool story. Yeah, okay cool. joe i'm gonna rescue that september 25th holy cross is playing mammoth really let's let's do it let's make a bet all right. So, oh, wow. All right. Let's, wow. let's, let's save it for next I, I, let's really was, it. I was going to say that, but I was like, there's no way. It's I only know it. because they're having an alumni event uh, for New Jersey alumni there. Let's, uh, let's, let's table this for next week and make it an actual piece. All right. I'm going to actually think about this. Uh, I may even look at what their record was last year. In All right. Well, just know that it, it is uh, Frontline Heroes Day um, in West, <laughs> at, at, Kets, at Kessler Stadium. Hey. hey. Love it. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be back. You could go. I could. We could go watch horrible football. Probably won't go. We could go to go to Jack's goal line stand. Oh, the GLS. I recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) Is Jack spelled with a G? No. Goal line stand, dude. Jack. (laughs) (laughs) GLS. Get the hot girl. It's it's too late. All right. right. I recommend running. Get us out of here. <laughs> all right. We Running will see the you fuck next out of week. here. We'll post the picks. Um, hope you win all your bets. For the Oddscast podcast, Donald Julio, Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey, we will see you next week. God bless. Except maybe if the, if the Bears lose, then I might not show up for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
fall 